Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, back here to Sports Saturday. Matthew Collar of Purple Insider in for Steve Thompson. And we're talking New Year's stuff because why not? That is what we've got going on is uh, the Vikings will play the Packers tomorrow night as the ball drops, the, or what? I guess it'll be a few hours earlier, but the Vikings, you'll know the result, and you'll know if they ruined your New Year's Eve or not. Will um, I see you <laughs> crawling on the streets of Minneapolis when I drive down here at 3.30 to do the morning news on Monday morning? Uh, I may still be doing live podcasting okay. at that point, depending on what happens. I mean, there was, I, I forget, was it Christmas or New Year's Eve that they played the Colts? I think it was oh I think it was New Year's Eve that they made the 60 yard field goal to beat the Giants last year. I'm trying to think how this went, but most of my holidays are always spent uh, with the Minnesota Vikings for some reason or another, and I've never been a go out on New Year's Eve person anyway. Not really my type yeah. of scene. Yeah. Uh, I would much rather watch. I don't even know. Like I haven't even looked at the schedule of. Because one year they had the college football playoff games on, um, but it's a Sunday, so they're not going to do that this year. So what's even like what's going on? But usually it just re- resolves uh, revolves entirely around what's happening with sports, and what's happening is Vikings and Packers. So it might be fun, or it might start off your new year in a in quite a bad way. So we went through last hour, if you missed any of it, the Odyssey app is the best, the absolute best app to find that one hour of radio that you didn't hear. So make sure you get that and other stuff. You can stream. You can podcast our stuff. Or if you go uh, download the Odyssey app, there's a rewind feature. You can rewind and hear us as many times over as you want. Wow. Now that is a way to spend your New Year's Eve is just listening to uh, the show over and over again. (laughs) Hopefully your life isn't that dark that you end up doing that. But uh, we were talking about like who had the best year. And now I want to talk about what our resolutions for the teams are. Neither you or I, Josh, are guys who do a whole lot of New Year's resolving. Mm-hmm. I think uh, maybe I'll pick up some weights this year. We'll try that. Oh, yeah. But everything else, I'm just going to be me. I'm going to do the same stuff. I'm not going to change. I just I don't really believe people can change a whole lot most of the time. Okay, You kind of are who you yeah. are. Yeah. Nine, nine, when when someone does change, it's like news. Hey, th- this guy changed his life. Whoa, really? Because I wouldn't <laughs> just keep doing the same stuff. But wh- where do you want to start? Wh- which team would you like to start with to give them a New Year's resolution? Like, here's my best advice for you. The, the, the teams come up to you and they say, what should our resolution? What should we think about? That's going to help us in 2024. What, what team you want to start? Let's uh, let's get the 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 already pre 
determined one out of the way of the Vikings. Their 2024 New Year's resolution will be replenishing the quarterback position. <laughs> yes. And uh, here's the kicker. You and I talked about this off air. Rob Brzezinski has a lot of work to do, a lot of magic salary to do cap, with the yes. salary cap because you have a lot of players that are, let's be honest, there are a lot that are not, just face it, they're not coming back. Yep. Not going to be able to afford them, not going to keep them. And there's a lot of players where we really need to work the magic, work the numbers, and make sure that it happens. Uh, and uh, Josh Dobbs won't be here next year. Dink Mo- uh, Nick Mullins won't be here. Uh, so it's down to Kirk Cousins and somebody. Uh, we'll see. Graphic <laughs> is, yeah. I My New Year's resolution, I got two of them for the Vikings, which would be number one is believe in how random drafting quarterbacks is. That if you go through history, somebody said to me the other day, I don't know if I trust them to draft a quarterback. Like, you shouldn't trust anyone to draft a quarterback. No one is good at it. The Baltimore Ravens drafted a 24-year-old tight end in the first round before picking Lamar Jackson, which to me is the ultimate proof that no one knows what they're doing. The 49ers are the second-best or third-best team in football. They picked one quarterback at third overall and one quarterback at last overall, and the guy who was last overall in the seventh round is their good quarterback. Nobody knows nothing. Yeah. So believe in the fact that nobody knows nothing and take one and take your chance. And believe that you can't predict this thing, and if you give them Jefferson, if you give them Addison, you give them an offensive line, you give them a system that you have better odds than other teams do, and do not fear the bust. Because you know what? If, if, a quarterback, if you draft a quarterback and they're bad, what difference does it make from what we've had here for the last five or six years? What, how is it different? Oh, well, you know, we had that one playoff game. Yep. Okay, okay. That was better? I don't know if that was better. It's the same thing. It's the same picture. It's just if you win five games because your quarterback is a bust or you win eight games because your quarterback costs $35 million, what difference does it make? But if you go with the same thing you've gone with so many times before, you're going to get the same results. There's an upside to the other thing. So believe in drafting a quarterback would be one thing. Also, hire someone who can help you with the run game. That would be my other New Year's resolution. I don't know where these people are, if it's college football, if there's some other coach somewhere. I know who doesn't do a good job with it. It's the head coach and what they have on staff. There just doesn't seem to be a very good plan here. And uh, we can't blame the offensive line for everything anymore. They just don't really understand how to run the football. And it's ironic that you go from an old-school coach who really loved running the football and was very good at it in Mike Zimmer to now a coach who throws the ball all the time but doesn't understand the run. <laughs> so figure out the run game and and believe in yourself that it's okay to take a big swing at drafting a quarterback. Uh, you are the knowledgeable Minnesota Wild person. Mm-hmm. So what is your New Year's resolution for the Minnesota Wild? Play smart. And by play smart, I mean do not land yourself in the penalty box every five seconds. <laughs> if you watch the series against the Dallas Stars last year, um, Dallas Stars are really good on the power play. It doesn't help that you are in the box every five seconds. That mm-hmm. series was pretty much a very winnable series. You had their backs up against the wall after uh, after game three, and boom, they took it the next few games. And why is that? It's because you didn't play smart. You let the emotions get the best of you. You started just carelessly throwing your stick and hands around the ice, tripping, whatever you want to call it. It's 
not good. It, it cost us the series, and it's it, it started to bleed over into this season as well. We've gotten a lot better, still a lot to work on, but it got a lot better. And I, my best New Year's resolution for the Minnesota Wild is play smart. Don't land yourself in the box because it, it didn't end well last season in the postseason, and it's not going to end, end well this year. I like it. Uh, if they have a couple games in a row that don't work out, fire the coach because it worked great this time. No, that's, I'm, I'm kidding. But it really did, I, I guess. Yeah. That was probably just <laughs> how many hockey coaches that you just have bad luck or a bad stretch and they fire their coach. The new guy comes in, they win. They go, ah, yeah, it was yeah. the new guy. He was a genius. It's all the same players. There's not a whole lot you can really change, but it was probably just this was, the nature this, of this the game. This indeed was a case of players took it personally when the coach got fired because they knew that. Dean Evison getting fired and Bob Woods getting fired was a hundred percent on them. Yeah. So it's just sometimes I think about the streakiness of sports and how it impacts our decisions. You fire a hitting coach while you've had a bad month hitting. And then the next month they inevitably will hit well because they were never that bad to begin with. They just had a bad month and then they needed to do something to make it look like they were doing something. Mine for the wild is do not create a goalie controversy in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. If they make the playoffs, just stick with the guy if he's hot. Just keep going with him. I know there's numbers to say that back-to-backs are hard, but you got to have a good feel for that. Sometimes that can be true if a guy gets worn down, uh, a goalie, but going from this goalie to that goalie and back and forth, and then you're trying to grab lightning in a bottle with which guy is going to be the hot goal. Just pick whoever's playing better and roll them out for the playoffs and make that it. Do not make a goalie controversy. I, I feel like that distracts everybody in the locker room. It becomes a big storyline. Oh, they're going to play a goalie tonight and that kind of thing. So just, just pick a goalie and go with it, assuming that they're able to make the playoffs, which at this point I think they will. The Twins is a, is a little bit harder for a New Year's resolution because they won a playoff game. That would have been the resolution or a series, I mean. That would like hey yeah. when a, that would have been <laughs> since what 2004 it would have been the New Year's resolution each year. Yeah, Way to bear the, the lead, wins. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that. I really don't get more pitching. Get, I'm not. I'm not sure. I got I, exactly the answer you're looking for. Okay, what is that? Turning the 2024 season into a sequel to Moneyball. I say this because, and I have the numbers right in front of me for the upcoming season. Uh, twins have, uh, they're, they're spending, they set a, a team record by spending 156 million in payroll last year. Uh, looks like they are dropping it significantly. Mm. Um, trying to find the actual, like, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the storyline of them uh, the total estimated the numbers, yeah. 2024 payroll for the 40 man roster is about 125 million and, uh, about 119 of that is going to the players. Uh, so it's going to make a little bit tighter on the wallets next year. So maybe I guess don't. Don't go and buy any big contracts. Just keep what you have. I understand. I mentioned before we have pitching we need on this team because we lost a handful of great pitching in the offseason so far. Um, and yeah, play, money ball, maybe not the, quite the answer, but that's the best uh, analogy I could use for that because it's going to be, I think a lot of people, including myself, were kind of con- confused as to why the payroll is kind of getting you know, chopped down next year. Okay. Sure, the, the one year that we win the playoff season and now it's next year. All right. All right. We're going to, we're going to tighten it up a little more and see what you guys can do. I've got, I've got it. I've got it. Feel the moment of when to make the big move. <laughs> so if, if this team, if they are showing you hints 
that they could be a serious contender in the way that they're matching up against other teams in the American League. And I really buy into the idea that anybody can beat anybody in the playoffs Mm -hmm. there. If it looks like you're repeating last year, and it looks like Royce Lewis is becoming a star, and it looks like your, your pitching staff is coming together and you could be a serious contender, make that trade. Trade away those prospects. Go for it. It's just been so long of building and trying and fumbling around with, are we in? Are we half in? Which is the story of every Minnesota sports team. Are we all in? Are we half in? Are we uh, Martin Hansel will be the answer or something, right? Like there's a lot of this. We'll kind of try, although I think Martin Hansel did cost them a first round pick. We will kind of try, but will we really, really try? And what we know about the baseball trade deadline is there are always guys available Be that team. Step to the plate, if you will, and make that your New Year's resolution to feel this as the potential season that could be your year and go out and get somebody big. Uh, For the Minnesota Lynx, I think they should try because they're not going to be that high in the draft. Their resolution should be to trade their draft pick for a veteran player, and uh, they're at that point where they've got a good enough roster, but they need like a Skylar Diggins-Smith who might be available. That would be for them. Uh, arguably, by the way, arguably the best top of the draft class the WNBA has put out in a while. I think. Oh yeah, it's there's a lot of star star uh, star power at the top of that list. And unfortunately, they are going to largely miss on it yes. because they made the playoffs again. A classic Minnesota story of winning just a little yeah. bit too much and not getting Andrew Luck. By the way, it's forty nine to three. Uh, Georgia. This yes. this this one. They just need to go to running clock. This is this is not not good for Florida State. Forty nine to three. Um, the Timberwolves. This is a hard one because there's nothing really more to be done here. You just got to play basketball. Uh, maybe find some uh, chemistry building guru and <laughs> help them help them continue to come together. I don't know. I, I really I don't know if I have anything for the Timberwolves. I mean they they've gotten to the point where they can be one of the best teams in basketball. Yeah. What's the resolution? The resolution is this for Anthony Edwards. I, I want I want Anthony Edwards to go back on YouTube as I do all the time and watch some of the great playoff performances ever. And what it takes in those moments. We've seen them in flashes. You mentioned the Memphis series earlier. We've seen them in flashes from Anthony Edwards. But if you are winning a championship, that's the guy. It's probably not Carl Anthony Towns because he's going to be who he is. He's going to make his shots. He's going to be who he is. But it's Anthony Edwards who, in the biggest moments, in the spots where you need somebody to go full D-Wade and just take over a game and win a championship, it's got to be that guy. It's got to be the -the off-the-dribble guy. I I think it's very hard to be a big man, and that's why Jamal Murray was so big for Denver last year. It's very hard to be a big man and just take over a game and win a championship. Yeah, I'm kind of opposite of you with that as far as bringing in somebody. Um, We kind of saw what happened with the Rudy situation when he first got here. Yeah. It created a huge riff in, like, whose team it was and who the big guy was. I'd say my best advice, my best resolution for the new year for uh, the Wolves, if it's not broke, don't try and yeah. fix it. Yeah, I That's, like that. What they're doing right now is phenomenal. What they're, what the, Whatever they are doing right and have been doing for most of this season, keep doing it. 
and and if something happens, make adjustments as needed. But it's not broke right now. Don't mess with the game. Don't mess with the structure. Obviously, nobody can seem to figure your game out right now because we've have we have a large enough sample size where that's you know visible. Uh, so yeah, if it's don't if it's not broke, don't fix it. I like that. All right, let's take a break. Arif Hassan, a football writer, is going to join us in about 10 minutes to talk about the Vikings and the Packers on Sunday Night Football. We'll continue our conversation of our resolutions for the Minnesota sports teams when we return here on. All right, we'll talk some more football in a couple of minutes with Arif Hassan, who used to work for The Athletic, now does his own newsletter called Wide Left, where he talks a lot, of course, about Minnesota Vikings football. So we're going to discuss the game tomorrow night. I'm very excited to be there and I'm trying to get a sense for whether other people are too, or if every game, Josh, don't you feel like the Minnesota sports fans with every other team? It's like, well, we'll just, they play so many games, just turn the game on. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And on to the next one, the Vikings seem like such an excruciating experience for everybody. I mean, Everyone here cheers for the Vikings, except for the handful of people that defected to watch the Packers and and root for them. But 98%, 99% of Minnesota is Vikings fans. And it seems like, and this is for my social media, I also do a little chat on the side with Purple Insider subscribers throughout the game. It feels like it is just the most painful three hours of riding on every single play and inevitably, if it's three nothing in the first quarter and they're losing, yep, it, everything everything is wrong. It's all going to hell. They will never win. Everyone deserves to be fired. <laughs> it's like I know this is football. This is what makes it so great is the yeah. amount of passion for it and the amount of care. But it's the same feeling that you have during a Wolves or a Twins playoff game is every single Sunday. And I I remember thinking this, this was one of my central arguments to why they shouldn't make 17 games was by the end of 16 games, everybody is so tired. They're tired of the team. They're tired of each other. They're They're tired of being exhausted by the end of Sunday because their team has taken it all out of them. And this team in particular, I saw a stat that, I think they have 39 one-score games in the last three years, which is a whole season's worth more than the next best team or the next most one-score games. So this particular team does it to fans even more than anybody else because you never get, Mm -hmm. you don't even get a blowout where your team loses very often. Last week, there was a moment when Detroit went up 17-7 where I thought, all right, well, Detroit's probably going to just start running away with this, and I'll be able to write my story by halftime, and we'll all just kind of have a chill rest of the day. Oh, no. Oh, no. Detroit got the ball back, and they were up, I forget what it was, six points. They just need a first down or two, game over, and then we all go home, and you go, "Ah, okay, not a good game. But, of course, they get a stop, and they get a chance, and then Nick Mullins fumbles. Okay, now it's over. Now Then Justin Jefferson makes an incredible play to go (laughs) grab the ball. like this. It, it, it just doesn't, never it, ends. It, it doesn't help either, though, that football, unlike all other sports, you get a week to kind of oh, simmer yeah. and yes. sit in it. Yep. So if you have a really bad game or if you have a Nick, like take Nick Mullins, for example, for for, for perfect example about this situation, terrible game, you have to take that all week yep. from the media. Yep. 
it's not even necessarily the fans. It's the player itself that has to suffer for sick up to seven days at least, unless you play on Monday Night Football. Then that's an extra day. You, you've earned yourself an extra day of punishment for having to wait and sit in that disappointment all week. I think by this point in the season, with the number of losses they've had, how they've had those losses, which yeah. have all come down to the final moments, everybody's probably gassed. <laughs> everybody's yes. just exhausted of this football team. Yes. So guess what we're going to do? We're going to talk about it more. Oh, I was going to throw out one more resolution for the Gophers, <laughs> for P.J. Fleck. Oh, boy. It's, it's very straightforward. It's, I understand you have to recruit a certain type of person for the Gophers. That It's not for everybody the way that he runs his program. Some guys love it. But, and, and I'm not going to say, I've heard people say they need to stretch the rules a little bit more. I'm not going to say that. All I'm going to say is find the most innovative high school coach you can in the country. Offensively. Call that person and ask him what you should do. That, that's, all, that's all I got. Just, that's, that's your resolution. Look at the most innovative high school offenses in the country because you're going to play a lot of these Pac-12 teams that have really good offenses and interesting offenses. Mm-hmm. You're not going to keep up if you don't match what they can do. So check in on them, and that will help. Uh, he probably is not listening. <laughs> so uh, Arif Hassan coming up next to talk more football here. Matthew Collar in on News Talk 830. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. WCCO. All right, back here on a sports Saturday on News Talk 830 WCCO. Matthew Collar here and joining me formerly of the Athletic and Pro Football Network. Now he writes his own newsletter about football. Nonetheless, uh, the Wide Left uh, newsletter, wideleftpost.substack.com is where you can find it. The only Arif Hassan. What is going on, Arif? How are you? Good. I'm good. How are you? Oh, you know, uh, doing okay. Uh, as you heard, there's black ice, so now I'm, like, a little concerned about driving home. And also, we've had Georgia and Florida State on TV in here, and that's just been depressing because it's 49-3 to that Georgia is winning. Other than that, though, uh, we're having a good time, giving out New Year's resolutions for sports teams, as you do on the radio right before New Year's. Uh, how about we start there? Give the Vikings a New Year's resolution, Arif. Let's say that uh, Kwesi Adolfo Mensa and Kevin O'Connell call you. They're like, we love this newsletter you're doing, man. You got a lot of great ideas. What do, you, what do you think we should do in 2024 if you could give us one piece of advice for our New Year's resolution? What would you tell them? Uh, practice healthy habits. You know, <laughs> eat nutritionally. <laughs> do your workouts. I think that more than anything else would set them up for success. Don't have all of your players get hurt? Is that what you mean? Yes. 
Well, how about as far as their roster and the way they play football goes, Arif? Uh, I mean, I think that the way that they've set up their like strategic considerations, the way they play football, that's all pretty good. Obviously, they're going to have to self-scout on defense, but from a roster perspective, I think that they should give themselves a couple of gifts. I think they need to add some cornerbacks. I think they need to add some edge rushers. And then on offense, they, they just need to make sure that they've got a consistent churn of talent at places like wide receiver. But for the most part, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't spend too much time tinkering with that offense. Yeah, I mean, what this whole thing is going to end up coming down to is the quarterback position, which actually makes it a little bit hard to talk about. It's like, all right, well, they're either drafting somebody or they're not. They're either bringing back Kirk or, or they're not, and then the rest of the pieces have to fall into place for there. And if they do bring back Cousins, we kind of know all the pitfalls of potentially doing that. At the same time, if you draft the wrong quarterback, you are going to waste another year of Justin Jefferson's life without the playoffs. It, what, what, what is your guess about what they end up doing here and your opinion on what they should do with the quarterback position? Yeah, I know we're not supposed to hold people to what they say. Obviously, you can't do that. That's a bad thing to do uh, generally. But it did seem like, you know, midway through the season after Cousins got hurt, that uh, O'Connell was very vociferous about how much he wanted Kirk back on the roster. And we've heard coaches talk about players that they want to get back on the roster, back under contract, and then the front office disagrees, and the front office tends to win those kinds of battles. But I do think that this is one where probably they're aligned. Um, I think that just how strong those statements are, even still months later, you know, has still stuck with me. I think that um, after seeing all the turnovers from Dobbs and Mullins and having to rely on this rookie potentially, um, I, I think that they're, they, they really like the idea of having some level of stability or expectation um, with, a, with a veteran quarterback that they've worked with before, and they don't want to spend multiple years teaching someone a new system. So I do think that they bring Kirk Cousins back. Um, I don't know that his market's going to be all that good, which for the Vikings obviously is, is a bit of an advantage. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's the likelihood – Maybe in the second or third round you'll get a quarterback. I mean, there's a ton of quarterbacks in this draft, mm-hmm. you know, more than most. So um, I think that they'll view that as an opportunity. It seems like splitting the difference, though, is just sort of what they've done forever with Kirk Cousins. Like, oh, we'll, we'll draft Kellen Mond and see if he develops. Or even Nate Stanley in the seventh round and see if he develops. <laughs> we'll bring in UDFAs. And, see, and most of the time they don't become Brock Purdy. They mostly become guys who end up playing in the XFL instead. And it's just it's hard to convince me when it comes to this that you won't be repeating history except for – now he's injured, <laughs> like having to recover from a very serious Achilles injury, which, of course, he and Aaron Rodgers both uh, telling the world, no, 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 it's not that bad. It's uh, no big deal. But even Brian O'Neill, who did not have the worst version of a, a torn Achilles, took a long time to recover. And I think that it's taken a toll on him as the season has gone along. It just it feels very, very risky to me to go back down that road, hoping that you can recreate what happened in two games against San Francisco and Green Bay that you really loved and, and somehow having that and Nick Mullins negate the five previous years. That, 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 that's odd to me. Yeah, I think that if you or I were in charge of the front office, I wouldn't be making that prediction. But I think the thing is, splitting the difference, you know, that's what they've been doing for years. That's because that's who they are until they get a different ownership with a different set of priorities. 
that's not going to change. They always want to compete for the playoffs. They always want to make make sure that they can create a pathway to the playoffs that's like reasonable instead of one that's entirely volatile, and then also develop for the future, whether that means grabbing the second rounder here or the third rounder here that might turn into a backup or hopefully a starter. You know, maybe they can find their Jalen Hurts. Obviously, you know that that's you know less likely than 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 it is uh, likely going to happen. So, um, but I, I just think that that's uh, kind of the direction that the ownership pushes this front office group. I mean, Spielman also before Quasi also tried to split the difference, tried to, you know, be a man in the middle and try to always develop and always compete now. And that's just what the ownership wants. So yeah, if it was you or I, yeah, certainly I'd be a little bit more comfortable taking the plunge. Hey, draft two quarterbacks that actually kind of worked out for Washington for a bit, um, you know, with, with the guy that we're actually talking about. So um, I don't know, but I, I just think that given the way that the Vikings are constructed from an ownership perspective, I think that that's probably what they're going to do. Yeah, I think of this a little bit like how we assess risk, where if you drive 100 and let's say 40 miles an hour, just to pick a random number of miles this an hour. This number, yeah. yeah uh, that's, that's very risky. It's also risky to go 38 miles an hour in a 65 as well. And this feels like going 38 miles an hour. It feels like we're just going back to the safest possible option, which actually is very risky considering the age, the recent injury, and the complete history of him as a Minnesota Vikings quarterback. That, that feels like we've seen a coach and a GM already get fired, and it does not matter if you're nicer. It really doesn't. If the production is not there, you're going to end up suffering the same fate. Uh, but at the same time, if you draft someone who's really bad, it could kind of look like uh, Nick Mullins. Hey, by the way, speaking of splitting the difference, Jaron Hall's starting against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, formulate a take for me about Jaron Hall starting. D- do you like it? Are you excited about it? Like, How are you feeling about the uh, fifth rounder out of BYU getting his chance? Well, I'm excited about it, but not because I think he's going to be any good, but it's because I have no idea yeah. you know, how he's going to play. We've been getting a lot of that this year, so why yes. not a little bit more? Um, I'm, I'm curious about what it's going to be, but I think that's really the only stance that you can have, to be curious about what he's going to do. I think having a strong stance is really difficult. Yeah, he's a fifth rounder. That should tell you that he's probably not a great quarterback, but also, um, you know, he looked pretty good in the preseason and in the 10 or so snaps that he had against Atlanta, mm-hmm. which that's not a ton either. And then also, hey, they've made him third string for a reason. When Nick Mullins got healthy, he immediately became, you know, the the immediate option had Josh Dobbs not, you know, caught on fire. Um, and so, you know, maybe that means something. But if that means something, it also means something that the Vikings trust him now. You can't say that them making him a third stringer means something and not, say that this doesn't mean something. Right? So you could argue yourself in circles. I think the easiest thing to just do is say, I've got no idea. The kid's got a really strong arm. I know that that's true. Uh, the kid is athletic. I know that that's true. That's about all I know. <laughs> Arguing in circles is the story of the 2023 season of, hey, it, hey is Josh Dobbs maybe going to be this? Oh, no, he's not. Oh, maybe the coach did something wrong, and maybe they're making the wrong decision at the wrong time, and it seems like just you're throwing darts, though, with these backup quarterbacks, and this is the latest dart, but at least this dart has a chance to hit the bullseye where, based on the history of Josh Dobbs and Nick Mullins, I was looking at their previous starts 
before they got to the Vikings and comparing what they did here in Minnesota. And you'll never believe it. It's exactly the same. It's just exactly the same story. All sorts of turnovers for Nick Mullins when he was a starter in 2020. Josh Dobbs averaged literally the same yards per pass attempt that he did in Arizona. That's who these guys are. We don't know who Jaron Hall is yet. So let's talk about this game. I mean, what what do you think that the chances are that they can win this game with Green Bay emerging on the offensive side with Jordan Love, but also struggling very much on defense? Yeah, I, I think that there's something there um, that, you know, the Vikings do have a pretty good chance to win the game. I know um, that a lot of the simulations, I don't know what the odds makers are saying right now, but the simulations have it at about 50%, which I think is kind of interesting. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Green Bay Packers are out there number one corner because he's a self-appointed captain, and the number two <laughs> corner because he keeps injuring his hamstring. Um, so they, that, And that defense was already bad with both of those guys healthy, right? Like, that's that's not a good – so it's it's a lot worse. The Vikings um, – I don't know what the status of Jordan Addison is going to be. I'm operating under the assumption that he's not going to be available. But I think just having Justin Jefferson and whoever, whether they – Jalen Naylor finally gets it together or KJ Osborne has a game like he did last week or I don't know. Um, you're, you're probably going to have the receiving weapons you need and it's going to really pivot around um, that quarterback. I mean, the Vikings probably have an advantage in the running game, but they're not going to use it because that's who Kevin O'Connell is. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, and you know, power to him. Great. I agree. But, you know, it's just something to kind of keep in mind. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a, it's a linebacker group that gets kind of confused pretty easily. They've got a pretty decent pass rush. That's about it. Really, it's, it's just a question of kind of whether or not Jordan Love can deal with a blitz-heavy look from Brian Flores. The Panthers blitzed a lot, but it's a completely different kind of blitz. They blitz from deep. You can't really use that. Um, when they play the Giants, they blitz a lot, but the Giants are also like a bad defense. So I, I don't know, like, I don't know if you can count that. So it is kind of a unique situation. Jordan Love has done worse against the Blitz. He wants to throw it deep, but he gets a little bit scared sometimes. So there's there's something there defensively where, yeah, he's had a lot of success, even against good defenses like Kansas City, mostly against bad defenses like Los Angeles. Um, but I, I do think that there's something to be concerned about. I'm just a little bit more skeptical. He's He's got like a high EPA or whatever production metric you want to use, yards per time pass rating, it's high. Um, but his success rate, his completion percentage over average or, or expected, those are all pretty low. And that suggests to me that he's a very inconsistent player that relies a lot on deep shots. And the Vikings have been pretty good against deep shots, despite kind of what the last couple of weeks would suggest to you. Right. And the Vikings will be without at least one corner. The other corner may play, but his shoulder's going to be hanging off of his body. <laughs> so this has been it's, yeah. this has been very much a it's just a flesh wound type of season uh, for the Vikings as they keep having star players lopped off uh, left and right. So last thing for you, Arif, uh, I want to know like the bigger picture here with these final two games. There's certainly a debate of, is it better to lose them or win them? And I think that you can make a good argument for either side. Making the playoffs would be pretty damn impressive considering all the things that they've gone through. And yet draft status is very interesting to me uh, to be able to move up that draft board when we talk about uh, their future at quarterback. Uh, where, where do you stand on that? Yeah, I think this is one situation where like all of the stuff I said, I think it goes out the window if Drake may falls to them, which is, <laughs> right. you know, right. which is probably not going to happen, but it's a lot more likely at nine than it is at 20. Right. So like that's, that's kind of what we're working with. Um, yeah, I think like rationally, I would have to say it's probably better to lose them, but I just I can't 
I still, even as cynical a sports writer I am, I still, at the end of the day, like want teams to try to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, like, I like watching games where teams try to win. So I still think it would be better and cooler if they tried to make the playoffs, and it'd be pretty interesting to see what happens if they made the playoffs or and all that. And there is something to be said. I think that, you know, a lot of us tend to undercut, you know, the the cultural importance, like in terms of the locker room, of having that drive, having that consistency, having people kind of constantly push, building and and generating a team culture of always feeling like that there's a chance. I think that there's something real in that. And I think that one of the biggest changes that we saw from Mike Zimmer to Kevin O'Connell is how cohesive that locker room is and how much Mm -hmm. they enjoy playing for the Vikings. And I think that this would be part of it, making sure that that team is always in a position to try and win. So I think that there's something there. If you make the playoffs consistently, you have a better chance of attracting free agents. You have a better chance of retaining your free agents. So I think that there's something there. So you could make an argument that it's better even long-term to win. Um, I think probably rationally it's better to lose, but I, I don't care. I just want them to win. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. And now Seattle has not turned it into being a Super Bowl contender, but you know, Pete Carroll had a lot of pressure on him going into last year and they overachieved and they made the playoffs with Geno Smith. And there was something sort of that permeated the organization about that. Like Pete's Pete's back. He's the guy in charge. And now we're going forward with him. There will be, if you miss the playoffs and you finish with seven wins, there's pressure on your coach, regardless of how many excuses we can make for it versus feeling like you are in a really solid position. If you make the playoffs, there is a benefit there, but it's just hard to deny that you're within shouting distance of trading up maybe for one of the top three quarterbacks. Uh, the wide left newsletter that you do, Arif, is great. People should check that out. A lot of Vikings uh, writing that you do there. Wideleftpost.substack.com, the place to find it. Thanks for taking the time, man. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Again, Arif Hassan, wide left newsletter. And uh, the margin continues to grow wider in our Georgia game. It is now 56-3. to And uh, that's that's not so fun. That's not so fun. So we'll take a break. We will uh, wrap things up when we return here on WCCO. All right, we have a non-update on whether LeBron James is playing. We still don't know. Uh, Darvin Ham, the coach of the Lakers, talked to the media and said he still is not aware of whether LeBron James, with a, quote, non-COVID illness, is going to face the Minnesota Timberwolves tonight. And, Boy, am I hoping for all of you that got tickets to that game that he plays, even if he's just out there a little bit, because the tickets against the uh, game that I went to against the Mavericks, not on the same level as when they play the Los Angeles Lakers and LeBron James. Uh, So I'll never understand how we are an hour and change from tip off. And you still don't know if your star player is going to play. Right. That just that screams. Loan management day, if you ask me. Yeah, hey, could, um, could be. Yeah, I'm not be. saying it's anything. A, it is a non-COVID illness. You know, I think the next hour and a half, he's going to have a lot of vitamin C and just feel <laughs> so much better. It doesn't feel like. Well, you know, I will. I'll give. I'll give LeBron credit because he's very old, and so he yeah. does need load management. A little bit. Yeah, a little now, bit. Now, guys who are 23 that take them. I, this is one yeah. thing that I I really really respect deeply about Anthony Edwards, and I hope he does this for his prime is that guy plays. Mm-hmm. If he's banged up, he plays. He rarely sits out, and if you buy tickets, and so I went with my friend the other night, and he has a daughter who's, I believe, eight years old, and she loves basketball. I mean, she's into the NBA, the WNBA. Mm-hmm. She's talking nonstop about 
just Giannis, how much she loves him, and all, all this stuff. Super, super cute. And she shows up and gets to see Anthony Edwards score 44 points. And that is a cool thing. She bought yeah. an Anthony Edwards jersey at the game. I mean, like, that is an awesome thing to show up for. And now LeBron, okay, plays for the other team, so whatever. And and if he doesn't play, he doesn't play. That that happens, and I feel bad for the people who spent extra money. Yeah. Doesn't seem like they went out of their way to keep him out, but just some bad luck yeah. with illness. Seems like everybody's uh, <laughs> sick this week. I saw Chad Hartman was out. You know, yeah. Lots lots of people dealing with illness. So week. we'll give him we'll give him the benefit of the doubt there. But I do think about the times with stars that do not play very many games. If you're Kawhi Leonard, like how many, how many dollars did you rob from everybody? Cause you didn't feel like it. And I think that there is something to players playing throughout the season and keeping themselves at a certain level of shape with their, and, and this is like, not that scientific, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of like quick twitch stuff that happens. A lot of explosive stuff that happens that, is working the muscles that if you are sitting out those games and then you try to come back and do it, it's almost like if I sit on my couch, not that I've ever done this, sit on my couch for an entire Saturday or Sunday or both watching nothing but football, and then I get up and say, all right, I'm going to run a couple miles. Uh, And, you know, my body's going to be like, whoa, 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 we haven't moved in days. What are you talking about? And I think there's, there's a level that you have to be at with basketball that, you know, it probably hurts you to not play that many games yeah. when you're asked to then go do it in the playoffs. So I, I really do appreciate, and this is, again, not to criticize LeBron. If he's sick, then, you know, whatever. Yeah. But I appreciate that very much about uh, Anthony Edwards, that if you buy tickets, you get to see the greatest player. And, and Carl Anthony Towns is the same way when he's not hurt. Same same sort of deal. These guys play. Yeah, and I know low management's been around for a while, but if you go back to the last dance documentary, are you familiar? Yes, I you watched it. it. Yep, okay, yep, in twenty twenty, yep. they they pretty much pointed out that when Michael Jordan, no matter what year he was playing, he played every game because he knew exactly the price that people were paying because there was no hotter ticket in Chicago in the nineties than mm-hmm. Michael Jordan. So he knew that people were paying harder money to see him play, and that may very well may be the only time they get to see him play. So he played. Not just played every game, but played his heart out every single game because he knew the price of admission to see a once in a lifetime athlete like him. And so that's kind of that's kind of the the change. And I think it's a it's a different generation these days. I think. Yeah, I mean it's a different game. Yeah, the game is so much faster. The players have to run so much more distance 100%. than they did before. Yeah. There's so many more possessions. I re- I really do get it. And if we were being realistic, they should lop off about 12 games off the season, spread them out a little more, and maybe... It's a little know, much. Right. It's, it's a lot. So I, I get it. I get it. I think we can, without criticizing every player who takes a load management yes. day, we can praise the players who try to do it every night like Anthony Edwards does. Uh, it is icy outside, and that is a problem. And I brought it up uh, maybe a half an hour ago, but you have the exact details on where it is most icy and dangerous for people driving. So why don't we end the show by telling people where the yeah. danger is? Uh, yeah, for sure. As we uh, wind down here with the uh, bumper rolling, let's look at the old map here. So if you are in the south southwest area, there's quite a few uh, quite a few exclamation mark uh, exclamation marks here on the uh, you know the map that I'm looking at for 
uh, the many uh, the Mendot map, I should say. So anywhere that's in between Egan and Burnsville and mm-hmm. some and around MSP, honestly, uh, that those are the bad areas. But outside of that, it's pretty uh, normal. I'm seeing nothing but green. That's good on the Mendot map. So uh, anywhere outside of that metro area is fine. There is some crashes, so drive carefully. It's slick. Yeah. It's not going to get any warmer. It's going to keep dropping. So. Okay. Play it safe now on the roads and definitely play it safe tomorrow night. And if the Vikings lose, don't don't get too upset. It's, it's the new year. It's the time to be merry, I guess. So, anyway, check out uh, purpleinsider.com for all my stuff covering the Vikings. Thanks so much, Josh, for your help today producing and Arif Hassan and who was in the first hours a long time ago. Who were we talking to? It doesn't matter. We'll uh, talk to y'all later. Thanks, everybody. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.